Yo, what up, guys? This is Brian. Uh, this is Invite the Neighbors, Episode 7. We had Summer Bruce come in. Uh, those guys are from the indie area. Uh, really cool, really interesting lyrics, like really solid performance from them at the end of the episode. Uh, I j- we had a lot of fun. Um, Mike told a really interesting story uh, about being in a van and having something really unfortunate happen to him. So uh, listen up for that. Um, and I wanted to announce a couple things. So I'm sort of like joining forces now with uh, Out of This World Booking. Uh, it's Mike Higgins and Pat Ray. I'm not sure if they have anybody else, but those two guys in the Ann Arbor area do a lot of booking. And so I'm going to be um, helping them out and announcing their shows So uh, every episode. So this week we have on June 7th, uh, True Blue, um, Thelma, Uncle Gail and the Politicians, and then Slips. It's SLPS. I'm assuming that's Slips. But that is June 7th at Kelly's Bar at 8 o'clock, and it's $5. Um, so yeah, just listen every episode in the beginning. I'll just be announcing whatever shows they have coming up. Um, also, the Scheme 13 block party in Ferndale, um, it's sort of, it got bigger, and it's no longer a block party. It's really more of like a all-day like musical bar crawl, because it's, we have four different venues, and just music seriously from 11 a.m. till the very end of the day so and my band in a daydream is playing the first set of the day at 11 at uh found sound records in well record store um in ferndale so it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm gonna be recording an episode out there so make sure uh you guys watch all the social media posts they kind of explain how things have changed so just keep an eye out for that um outside of that you know just keep doing what you're doing listen to the podcast download subscribe rate share the podcast do what you do um i really appreciate everybody who listens um can't think of anything else so here we go why didn't you listen to rebecca black on the way here at all oh that you guys don't listen to that shit do you friday friday rebecca black share a blade katy perry justin bieber wow wow so was that like would you say is the biggest influence on your guys's music no no, but it is the biggest influence on Stan's driving playlist. Oh, okay, I got it. So, Summer Brews, first of all, what's up, Mike and Stan. Stan? Now, Stan is not a permanent member. Yeah, but there are no permanent members except for Mike. Yeah, man. And it might might turn out that Mike's not even a permanent member of Summer Brews. Who knows? Dude, you're fired. Shit. <laughs> Can you do that? Do you have There's a-, a board of directors, uh, which is my girlfriend Kate. <laughs> Um, okay. so she makes all the final decisions on membership, but currently she's happy with the job I'm doing, and uh, I remain at the helm. Wow. Hold on, let me just put your mic up a little bit. That's really nice of her, to let you be the head of your own band. Yeah, we've got a great working relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's how like every girl wants to hear their boyfriend describe their relationship. <laughs> we have a great working relationship. <laughs> I, I'm not doing like, a weird ball and chain bit. She really does, like... That's helped me so much, like keep track of all my shows and shit. And she oh. definitely like ironically like helps me run the show in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so we just joke that she's like the The uh, upper management. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So uh how long have you guys been at it? I mean, not the relationship. Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, how long have you guys how long have you guys well how long have you had a band? Uh named Summer Brews. I started Summer Brews in like July ish of twenty sixteen, uh, and then didn't really start playing shows until twenty seventeen. Uh, so like a little over two years. Give okay. Okay. And has it always, always been like kind of the same cast of characters that you've played with? Uh, yeah. The first year, uh, it was me and a really good friend of mine, Castle. Uh, he moved to Chicago. Um, and that's where I kind of figured like 
it was never going to be like anything like me and castle again. And I think like just me and whoever else was like around at the time was going to be like, yeah, a better fit moving forward. I was, I didn't want to like have to try to re- feel like I was replacing him. So, uh, I play in another band called plans. Um, and our drummer, Sebastian, uh, has kind of been like the default villain. The, the plans or like, plants plans, uh, plans. Okay. P-L-A-N-S. Okay. Yeah. Plans um, is a kind of cool name too. <laughs> plans. Consider changing it. Stan's also in plans. Uh, so Summer Brews at any given point is just which, me and whichever other guy from Plans is free. That oh, okay. Usually. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> are there like musical similarities or do you feel like the projects are pretty uh, different? Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't say it, you'd mistake one for the other, but right. you can tell that we all like grew up listening to the same. You might shit. if you just saw them, though. <laughs> if they yeah, especially yeah, because you would literally not remember who was in yeah. which band. Cause, yeah. <laughs> right so like are you guys on a tour right now or are you just up here for Bloodfest? we're just up here for Bloodfest. uh we have some really really great friends uh tyler and spencer with church street booking uh and i told them i was coming up for Bloodfest and was like what if we played a show the friday before and then they just made it happen for us so it wasn't like we were on tour and really needed a favor but we've like yeah you guys are really playing nice with friends. my friends uh former critics oh hell yeah yeah tight yeah i played a few shows with those that. guys nice they're cool they're cool the other bands I don't really know. I know you rest, you draw a life. I don't know them personally. Is what I'm rip. saying. Very nice. Yeah, band. they're good as hell. Yeah, and and Live Letter. I don't know them personally either. That's Tyler's for... band. No, 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 Varsity Letters. Tyler's band. I hope Tyler doesn't hear me fuck that up. I oh. don't know them, but I bet they're tight. I'm okay. Looking to it. Have you ever played at Sanctuary before? No, I haven't even heard of it. What What am I looking forward to? I've never been there, but usually they have like a lot of. They'll have like hardcore shows there. Tight. It's it's a you know, they kind of let people do their thing there from what i've heard hell yeah i've heard it's good though i heard it's really cool Ready to open the freaking pit up so like have you guys do you guys come up to michigan a lot or yeah there's a we we have a stupid running joke with a lot of our friends that we're michigan local uh currently as of right now our next four shows with this being the first three of them are in michigan like we definitely have played michigan way more than we've played indiana in 2019 and i intend to keep it that way i freaking yeah. love it here do you, yeah, do you find, like, how does the, the scene here compare to, like, down where you're from in Indy? Uh, the, I've, the Indy scene is awesome, and it's pretty small, and it's a lot of really great people making really great music that all kind of hang out and play the same shows together. Yeah. And Michigan just has, like, eight of those scattered throughout yeah, a really so small... Yeah, there's so many bands, st- Yeah, like, so it's just, I mean, I love Indy, and Michigan is great for a lot of the same reasons, and there's just also, like, by volume, like, it's... Yeah, there's just way more going on up here, yeah. I guess. There's like the college town aspect of it, but then there's you have like Lansing too, where there's some stuff going on up yeah, there. Yeah, Mansion. Yep, and those intersect. Happiest place on earth. I still never been there. Oh, I love that place and all those people. And Grand Same Rapids day, has a pretty good scene. Grand Rapids is pretty good, from what I've heard. We're about to play there for the first time in June with Forges. Yup. Oh, nice. So you're on that one too, then. That's tight. Well, yeah, not some other member of Summer Brews. Right, yeah, actually, I don't, I, you might not be there for that part. We, whatever. <laughs> don't celebrate so soon. Yeah. Have you ever played with more than two people in uh, Summer Brews? One time, uh, twice ever, once was a failed experiment that we didn't practice enough for. The other, uh, we did like a one-year anniversary show for the first record we put out, and uh, a bunch of my friends played uh, as like a big four-piece, and it was really fun. Oh, that's cool. But, uh I think for special occasions is still like yeah. where I'm gonna keep it for now, but I could probably be swayed. I like being yeah. loud, but I yeah. like having a gimmick. Yeah, I think like <laughs> I thought your setup was really cool. I was gonna have you like uh, describe that because you definitely 
make the most of a two piece. So I'll just let you explain like what your actual live setup is. Oh um, yeah, the, the rig rundown. Yeah. Uh, dude. Well, um, so um, the band, uh, the Obsessives, uh, from like DC or Philadelphia or wherever they hail from, uh, they used to play as a two piece. Um, and before I was even playing in bands or anything, uh, I went to go see them at a show. Uh, and uh, Nick, uh, the front man, had uh, like an ABY switch. And he had his guitar running into that and then out into a guitar amp and a bass amp. But then he had like the guitar tone dialed to be like way higher. And then the bass tone like super like compressed down to sound like a bass. And then he would like kick the bass on and off as this like massive boost at like these big parts in the songs. And like, so it wasn't just like a gimmick to replace a bassist. And they were writing like a three piece. It was like these awesome like kick-ass songs that had all these like peaks and highs and lows oh. like, where you just kick on these huge boosts for these big yeah. parts and then, like come down and do noodly shit and like so anyway before i ever thought about starting a band i saw that and i was like oh that's pretty cool and then uh my uh friends castle and nathan and i were like yo we should start a band yeah. uh, and uh, nathan was gonna play bass and after he no showed like just couldn't make it to so many practices in a row we decided to move on without him and i was like well, i saw this one band last month do this thing and i just totally stole nick's yeah thing from the obsessives well dude it's but now sweet. they're a five piece and i get credit for doing the cool thing that yeah right totally innovated yeah because like when i saw you guys at the ball pit i was i'm like i had never seen that before but apparently you hadn't either and <laughs> you saw it because i was thinking about because like me and uh my buddy noah plays drums like we were thinking about doing uh as a two-piece because it's just so hard to find other people that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that are dedicated and that like want to go on tour for real and stuff so like well we could just do a two-piece thing and do like a, a signal split or something like that. Cause I'm like, I saw that dude in Summer Brews do that. Like, and it would be sweet. I don't know if I would use a bass amp, but like, it'd be cool to get an extension cab or like another amp and then AB that and be able to do like use one or the other or both at the same For time. Sure. That's just gnarly. And so, like, it's interesting too because your music doesn't necessarily scream like huge sound. You know what I mean? So it's like, I listen to your music, it's very lyrically driven and then you see you live and you have like these moments where it's like these, this huge sound. You don't expect it when you listen to it on the album, I guess. So it's cool. It's definitely like uh, you get the album experience and then you get the live experience. Hell yeah. I yeah. take that as like a total compliment. I think we've like come a long way since those recordings or I like hope we have. Yeah. Do, do you feel like uh, your live, like with your live show, do you try to keep it pretty similar to the recording or do you like improvise things or do you, try to mix it up we definitely don't like fucking jam or like do any like weird like show off improvisation stuff but we're really big on like goofy gimmicks and shit like we do a lot of like covers and like weird crap oh okay and then there's like there's bass on the recording so obviously there's like a little bit of adaptation there and then like some stuff has evolved a little bit live like because all those songs are getting kind of old now but for the most part we kind of just yeah play our stuff and goof around right do you guys have um you said you have bass on the recordings. So, like, did you do all that? Did you write all that stuff? Or do you have friends that come in and play that stuff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, the, we just recorded uh, an EP that's uh, coming out this summer. Um, that uh, I, most of the songs, I just write the like structure and the regular ass guitar and like the yeah. words and all that uh, on an acoustic guitar. Um, and then I write the drum parts uh, and then, uh, 
uh, I recorded all of like the demos for the EP, and then our friend Sebastian, who plays in Plans, recorded the drums for the EP uh, and made them better than I could have. Okay, so you so. kind of have a little bit of drum knowledge, though. Yeah, I uh, I play drums and some other stuff. Uh, so that's like the first instrument I played before I oh really uh, like picked up guitar or anything. Yeah, um, so I'm like more of a drummer than anything, but a jack of all trades, a master of none, as me and Stan have been discussing <laughs> all day. But anyway, so long story short. Uh, I write most of the songs and then my friends make them better. Uh, Stan recorded most of the bass on the EP in one night without even being sure I was going to use it. Like uh, (laughs) he texted me when I was asleep. Uh, he was like, Hey, uh, do you want me to like, just try throwing down some bass tonight? And I never responded and he just did it anyway. And it did the whole thing. And we probably had to change like less than 10% of it. Then like he just nailed everything without me even having to be there. Uh, Jack of all trades, master of all. And so, and obviously bass of at least one because it just has to be the same as the guitar so I can play it live because I have to do both things live, obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you don't leave yourself a lot of wiggle room as far as that, but at least, you know, you keep it consistent. Yeah, I try to like get, do like cool stuff you can hear on the album and like appreciate, but nothing that would, you would like miss live. Right. Obviously not going to be able to replicate. Right. That, I mean, that's still cool though. Again, like your music is very lyrically driven. And so it's, it's cool when there's like parts, parts of the music that make it really exciting, but that's not what people are necessarily looking for. So it's like an extra boost sort of thing when yeah. like the music does something really cool too. I think that's where the two piece thing works in our favor too. Cause yeah. just one, there's less things besides the words. There's just only two of us and then the words. Yeah. So like, what are your, <laughs> what were some of your influences like growing up and stuff? And then I guess now, uh, Elliot Smith. And then now Elliot Smith, uh, and yeah. for the rest of the, like, yeah, I, I've just always been super duper obsessed. Like if ever our entire discography is like a ridiculous like treasure hunt of like references and ripoffs like elliot smith has definitely like been my biggest influence uh as far as just like how i write songs and then literally stealing from like yeah (laughs) big sense of influence and like source of like inspiration i guess uh and then being really into elliot smith for my whole life made me really self-conscious like well i can never write anything like that yeah fucked uh, and then when I was in college, a friend of mine showed me the front bottoms and I was like, okay, I, I could do that. Uh, yeah. and then summer bruise was born of front bottoms talent with Elliot Smith sensibilities, or I guess, yeah. or like with my best attempt at yeah, being right, as right. good as Elliot Smith, but being about as talented as Brian Sella. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Cause like when I listened to it, yeah, I thought front bottom, front bottoms too. Cause it's got like that, those like witty lyrics, some like tongue in cheek sort of stuff. Like, yeah. doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's good. You know what I mean? It's not like it, it isn't. You're not just bullshitting. Like you know, you definitely have fun while you're playing. Like you said, you do the gimmicks and things like that. But it's it's all in good fun, and like the lyrics kind of reflect that. I feel like. Yeah, I try to. I I I don't really ever stop joking around, which <laughs> Kate could definitely confirm. Yeah. Uh, but it's I, it's it's how I deal with everything, and so it just naturally is kind of how I write too. Yeah. That sounded unhealthy. I mean, it's like how I deal with everything, but it's it's how I look at the world. Is that's like kind of I kind of relate. Joke about or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I I am joking around a lot of the time, so it's like weird. I can't do that and be a host. Like I can't like make a make fun of everything that's said at all times. But like when I'm not doing this, I kind of do. And it, so the only times I'm really not is when I'm doing something like this or in my music. My music is like super serious, but. 
it's weird because like i'll stop playing and then i'm just fucking around all the, <laughs> all the time and it's just like i have like split personalities or something but dude yeah the humor is a great way to deal with things because a lot of times it's way better to just laugh at something than get caught up on how fucked up it is <laughs> yeah you know what i mean say that again uh so yeah i guess i think i don't do like my music there is no second version of me like not as like some profound brag but because right i can't do that like i can't really turn myself off and like yeah if i could fucking get into character and play like badass like metal music or whatever i could probably be like more famous but i can't do any of that shit so it's just the best i you know yeah can do. <laughs> no i mean that's that's what everybody should strive to do though figure out like what it is that they're good at and just do that really well and if you start trying to force yourself to do things that you're not good at just for the sake of it i mean there's a, there's a there's something to like trying to learn something new for sure but like don't push yourself into an area where it's like you're forcing it you know just because you want to be something else you know yeah. it doesn't make sense to do that but like um so have you guys toured a lot uh yeah um summer brews as an entity with various drummers but like me obviously being on all of them uh we went on our first tour in june of 2017 and then i think our like 10th ish give or take is coming up this june what was uh, the longest one that you guys have done uh up until now uh last summer we went out with a bunch of our friends most of it was with uh, the weekdays uh, if you're familiar with them uh to those guys they're some of our best friends. We love them. Uh, Are they from Dustin. Indy? Uh, no, they're from uh, Richmond and Columbus and all over Buffalo. They're oh, okay. scattered and moving. And anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. that was like a little over three weeks with a few different bands. Uh, Nanny from Massachusetts. They're really freaking awesome. Uh, and then this upcoming one, though, with Forges and Plans. Uh, it's only three days of Summer Brews dates, but it's like a four week tour with plans and forges so i'll be on that tour for four weeks uh but then only plan a few summer brew shows oh okay i gotcha yeah i mean good thing you have your girlfriend because it's so hard to keep track of all that stuff I yeah bet. especially with two bands like that's one of the things i've been trying to highlight with these episodes is like how much work seriously goes into it yeah because there's like a bit of a stigma that like musicians are you know like dumb or like burnouts or something like that or they're just like societal outcasts and things like that but they're like some of the hardest working people and like some of the most like organized and like business-minded people that i've ever met are like musicians who are (laughs) like like literally doing all their own tours like doing all their own booking like all this shit people don't realize that goes into it more than just like showing up at a bar and playing a show i definitely think i'm somewhere in between the like loser burnout and the hardworking. There's a lot of like hard work that I have to do to be able to do what I want to do. But I yeah. definitely really struggle with like self-motivation when it comes to like actually doing like the fucking hard work uh, besides just like playing shows and having fun. Yeah. And shit. But uh, we've had a lot of help uh, over the years. Just like various friends have been really like generous with their time. And then more recently, um, we've had uh, our friend Alex with you've got a friend in Pennsylvania uh, booked our last couple tours for us uh, which was really awesome to just hand over some money and then get a nice spreadsheet back with a bunch of shows and oh uh, really okay yeah so that was great Um, Alex did a really great job that's pretty cool yeah yeah Uh, I mean that definitely takes it (laughs) and it's a lot scarier because I didn't even realize it till we were kind of halfway through but I, I 
since I'd been booking all the tours myself before then, uh, for the most part, I mean, obviously still. Yeah, help, right, like, right, it was right. all like run through me. Yep. It was my friends and familiar places and people I knew or whatever. So then going on a whole tour out of someone else's like context, it was like a room full of different strangers in a place we'd never played like every night. Yeah. Uh, which was all really awesome from like a band exposure perspective, but also like scary, but it was tight. We made a lot of friends. Yeah. I'm glad we did. What's been like one of your uh, or some of your favorite places to play and like return to play besides Michigan? Every freaking city in Michigan, like even (laughs) not just Michigan as a whole, like Ann Arbor specifically, we've had tons of awesome shows. Landing, we've had several really great shows. Uh, We've played a bunch of good shows in Ipsy. Like Michigan can't overstate how much I freaking love this place. Yeah. Um, But uh, Connecticut, weirdly enough, um, on our very first tour, uh, we just got really lucky. We were like really new, probably didn't really deserve to be on tour. We just like had some friends that were yeah. to help us out. Uh, and, but we just had one really good show with a handful of really nice people that really dug us. And they brought a bunch of people back to the next one. And like, at one point we consistently could have brought more people out to a show in West Haven, Connecticut than we could have in Indianapolis. Like we just had like a weird, huh. like, nice big circle of people there. Uh, that's cool. So that, yeah. I, I really like playing there a lot. God, I can't remember the the first band I interviewed, I think they mentioned uh, somewhere in Connecticut. I can't remember. They're from Philly. Band Past Life from West Philadelphia. West Haven might be wrong, too. I get all the freaking Havens. <laughs> There's too many I know Havens. It's Max 650 is a really great art gallery. Yeah. Um, and there's some other really great venues, one of which that shall not be named. <laughs> They've Fair had a enough. lot of trouble with cops. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I've seen everybody like censoring it on the internet. So that was me shouting out to anyone who obviously knows which one I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to. But it's the one person listening to call the cops. Right. <laughs> wow. That's... That wasn't a dig at you. I just meant. No, like, no, no, dude. I get from it. Connecticut. Who no, dude. Our Michigan podcast. About right. No, dude. Yeah. I get it. It's going to be a while. We're on the ground floor here <laughs> at this podcast. Literally, this would be my seventh episode that, that you guys are on. So, yeah, we're on the ground floor, dude. I don't expect, but I mean, we, I have more listeners than I thought I would have at this point. That's sweet. Yeah. That's kind of how we feel. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's weird, dude. You just kind of get lucky. And and like what I'm doing now, I don't think it's that hard to like get people to want to come on because artists love talking about themselves. Like, and and it's like, I get it because I am one, you know, but they, they love talking about themselves. I'm like, Hey, you know come talk about your band for an hour and they're like oh really okay you want to hear about my band and it's just like i feel like so many people uh are down for that like i've had nobody say no like awesome. at this point because they're just like the, the worst i'll get is like i not yet or like they don't know when they're going to be around basically right but no one ever really shuts it down which is cool but yeah if one person hears it in connecticut i'll be happy as fuck <laughs> like if anybody hears in connecticut i'll be like sweet have you ever done anything like this? You've been doing band shit longer than me. Uh, no. This is like my first sit-in experience. I've been telling people if they're aware of any anybody else in the country doing a DIY music podcast to send them my way and to let me know because I can't find them. And like, there's obviously music podcasts. Like, there's uh, there's a couple like lead, lead singer syndrome where like the, this dude from Silverstein, like he'll interview lead singers of bands and things like that but i mean i haven't looked super hard i know that the r slash emo like subreddit has a podcast oh really it's like i think it's called the e-word unless i'm mixing it up with something else and then i know that uh james 
Kassar, I've never tried to say his name out loud, uh, has a podcast. Uh, those are the only two I can think of. Who's James Kassar? Uh, he's like a music journalist. Uh, he, I, he's like famous for really liking modern baseball and then like writing a bunch of really awesome stuff and doing really cool like activist work. And oh, stuff. okay. I, I, I don't remember. He's like some, he's got like an association with modern baseball like in my oh. head. But I don't remember exactly like where, but I know he's like a journalist and a writer. I think. Gotcha. Cause like, I'm thinking the way I'm thinking about it is like Twitter personality <laughs> trying to figure out like where these things would be prevalent so that like I can try to promote my podcast, like in those areas. You I see know it I mean? all on like, Twitter. I think that's like Twitter? the biggest spot for that kind of stuff. Huh? That's interesting. Cause I like, I've just made a Twitter and like, I'm very new to it. I've not, I, I've not used it much at all. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter is no man's land. Yeah. We've been goofing on Twitter all day. Starting to feel bad for all the poor suckers that follow us. <laughs> yeah, I've just like I've been on like focusing on Instagram mostly, but I neglect the gram. I think I have like a personal bias to Twitter. I don't think it's better, but I definitely use Twitter way more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need to explore that more. But I was thinking about getting onto like R and D, R emo, things like that. But um God, I forgot what we were talking about. I'll go post our shit on R slash emo every once in a while if I'm like Looking for some uh, validation. Yeah, I've done that. I feel like everybody's doing that, and then <laughs> everything has like one or two comments. But then everyone's like, "Oh, Merchant Kid, hell yeah!" Yeah, right. <laughs> New music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. American football. Yeah. <laughs> everybody loves American football, dude. And I don't blame them. But that's just like everybody. That's like the default that band that said, anybody talks about. Star, I feel football. like Stars Hollow really kind of blew up from reddit and they absolutely fucking deserve it and i do think like reddit knows good when it sees it if you're like every once in a while i guess yeah but i i I know that they like they i feel like they've really been making some bigger moves lately and i remember seeing a bunch of shit about them on reddit so like stars hollow ribs so reddit has good done one good thing right that might just be the one though where's the um (laughs) that might be the one thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's some fucked up corners of reddit yeah, too, man. i don't know if it was worth it i love stars <laughs> hollow but reddit sucks ass dude i use reddit for like a daily encyclopedia of knowledge though like if i ever ever if i ever want to hear about like or learn about a product or like what people are using for a certain thing like any take any aspect of life if there's like a product i want to get or like a supplement or like or just like an experience reddit yeah. Or like if you're new to a city and you want to know like what's good or like what's good to like Reddit is good for those things. But then it's also good for bullshit. Right. Yeah. It's like Yelp for millennials. Yeah, it really is in a lot of ways. And like I've consulted Reddit so much like and I don't really follow any threads. I'll just randomly. It's like a Google a, a secondary Google website. basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's exactly. But like real people. For, I mean, yeah. for the most part, you know. But yeah, dude. I've become like a Reddit nerd in a lot of ways <laughs> that I never thought I would because I also used to, th- I always used to think that it was just like memes or like picture, like videos of cats, like gifts of cats, yeah. just like falling and shit. Those are the days. But what's like the furthest place that you guys have been on tour, like furthest from home? Uh, Texas probably or New York, whichever one's farther from Indiana. I don't know. <laughs> I think Texas. Probably yeah, Texas. I think Texas. Texas as far as hell. Oh Texas, yeah, because so. we we, uh, we went to El Paso, which is like way. It's like an eighteen. That's like West Texas. Yeah. So, oh wow. Yeah, uh, we've been to Texas twice. Um, you guys go play Southwest out there, South by. 
uh, one year we did, we were freaking lucky enough to get on a showcase the first time we went. And then the second time we like booked a tour around, like throwing out some Hail Marys and trying to find a showcase, but not holding out. We just like booked shows in Texas. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously didn't find any showcases cause who can, but, uh, we did the tour anyway. So like when you're down there for South by like, is it obviously the showcases are what you want to be, but like other so I feel like there's so many other shows going on that I'm wondering how much it would really matter if you're on a showcase or not, as long as you're getting exposure and you're on a show. Yeah, definitely. Cause yeah, and it was like an unofficial, like just random bar show among 5,000 other random bar shows. But I mean, there were definitely a, 40 people there that had never heard us before and at least yeah kind of so it's like, like it's like you're not like <laughs> right exactly so if you're not on a showcase who fucking cares room, yeah. yeah yeah that's what it's all about it's not like the people at the showcase are more likely to be better fans or something it's like they're all just in a room yeah basically you're just playing to a room so like as far i like to ask bands that like for their tours and stuff like um any mistakes they've made or, or like bad tour stories or like things that you'll definitely won't do again. Sounds like laughing. Let's hear it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I'm so, I don't know what it is. I'm scared. Sorry. Unless it is me. what I think it is. Yeah. Me pooping my pants. <laughs> oh, <damn>. there it is. <laughs> Yahtzee. Yeah. I, shit my pants on the last plans tour <laughs> uh, in the in the van about 10 minutes out of a bathroom stop uh so that was pretty not tight uh but as far as like grand scale mistakes with actual consequences uh on this last april tour uh it was just me and sebastian no to no no other bands no other people with us no babysitters uh so it was just me and bass and on one two week tour we uh, left our symbols in West Virginia, which have since been jacked, so they're, we can't even go back. They're never to be seen again. Lo- I locked the keys in the van, like, within one night of that happening. Uh, and I accidentally cracked our windshield when I was, like, fucking around in the front seat. So Just, like, back to back to back and all in one tour. So you shit Another your pants. really awesome tour, which three just nightmare Holy shit, events. Dude. That's crazy. So that was, the, that was what you were going to say, too. Uh, no, yeah. he was going to say, I shit my pants. pants. Yeah, I, they never stopped talking about me. Kudos to you, like, saying that. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> like, I, you know, shit happens. my pants. Live your truth, dude. If anyone, if anyone hears this and shits their pants, it's like, whatever. Mike from Summer Bruce has done it. Do you I, feel I, I, like it's worth expressing myself? Yeah. It's the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the grossest thing I ever heard. If you open your pants is cool. Consider me Mike from Summer Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Lordy. I had another question, dude. That threw me off. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Billy uh, Madison. Cody, dude. The lead singer. <laughs> lead singer of plans. <laughs> Uh, graciously donated a pair of his underwear to me that day that I still keep, and now it's just in my regular rotation of underwear. And I always know when I'm wearing his because they're a little small. Because he's a little small. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, what was it? Oh, yes. Yeah, so like once you shit your pants, do you feel like the levy kind of breaks? Now you're more likely to shit your pants again. Well, it's funny you should mention that because that was October of 2018. Uh, and then New Year's of 2019, uh, Kate, my girlfriend, and I both got like a terrible stomach virus. And uh, the first three shits I took 
in the new year of our Lord 2019 were in my own pants. I just couldn't stop shitting myself. Oh, really? Being so sick. Yeah. Damn. That sucks. But that's that's like medical. Oh, hi. Yes. And then so besides <laughs> that, no, I, that was just it was unfortunate that it felt so familiar at that time because it had just happened for like a wildly different, not wildly different. It's just a shark the first time. Anyway, I keep getting in my head of like, who would be listening to this right now when I catch myself just rambling? Oh, it's all good. I mean, I ramble a lot too. It's all good. The Bill would be listening. Long to this. version of the story. Uh, oh yeah, Kate's gonna show this to my parents. Yeah. The long version. Oh of the yeah, story that's of good. How I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so like, with you having this girlfriend and everything, like, does she come on tour with you, or like, how do you kind of manage? Yeah. Uh, she, she actually she's about to she's gonna come on like a week of this forges tour that we're going on next month uh and she's come out for like a few days at a time uh so she like manages as much like time off as she can to like she's really really amazing and drives all over the freaking place just to spend time with me uh and then obviously when i'm home uh we hang out yeah well, sometimes we hang, <laughs> um, I hang out with my yeah, manager yeah, whatever. <laughs> she's free and I'm free, good working you know, relationship i get sometimes. it like, yeah <laughs> so I don't know. It's definitely really tough, but uh, we make it work. I like it's yeah, that's cool. Worth it for sure, dude. I feel so cool right now. I have a cat sitting yeah, in my lap. Rips. Your cats are so freaking cute. I was yeah, one in the kitchen. My little babies. Love but uh, did you guys get any questions like when you posted on your story? From oh, Instagram? I forgot to look. Let's see if my phone will stay on long enough for me to check. But I doubt it. Yeah, this will, I'm going to keep this episode uh, short and sweet so that you guys got time to get to your show and stuff, and we have time to like set up your. Right on. performance and everything but i did want to get like some li- listener questions before we did all that uh kw is dumb would like to know who is the smartest guy he knows uh i'm right here it's dude. a trick question because it's me but uh <laughs> close second would be my good friend kenny wisdom uh for sure which is his real last name okay so that naturally you have to be kind of smart yeah and then Kevin wanted to know some uh, super serious question. Kevin Rice. Yeah, it says, uh, what did the world do to deserve the purest individual that the Midwest has or ever will see? Uh, Kevin Rice's parents decided to conceive. In an Outback Steakhouse, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it is Kevin's not. got a lot of tattoos, so I'm assuming there's an Outback Steakhouse involved. I've, heard, I've seen the you, studies Kevin. that there's a lot of correlation. <laughs> how, do you, like, how do you know Kevin? not even oh no yeah i do I, so i've seen <laughs> don't him tell him that dude so i don't know many times in so many different places and contexts and he knows freaking everybody and it's all been within the last like couple months that it's just been like this frenzy and i forgot how i actually met him the first time but it's even more amazing when i remember that part because we were on tour with uh seaholm and uh we a show of ours dropped uh like the day before uh, and so we had like one day to try to find some show to play. So we weren't just like sitting on our butts. Oh, that's right. That's and right. Pat posted on some this random Facebook group. It's not like someone referred him to Kevin as like a friend. Pat just posted like, hey, we need a show On the tomorrow. DIY tour postings? Yeah. yeah um, that's how I kind of, well, it's not how I met Kevin, but Kevin's the one that turned me on to that. Yeah. So Kevin, it wasn't like Kevin got a message and had to respond to anything. Kevin Out of the just kindness of- fucking prowling DIY posting and found someone yeah. who needed help and helped yeah. us because he's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, he's the man. And then I've run into him at like five shows since then. At one point, the fourth time I saw him, we had a streak of seeing each other in four different states, like everywhere, dude. Somewhere. He's from KZU, but like I met him at Bloodfest last year, and uh, 
he just came up to my buddy's wearing a jawbreaker shirt and he's like hey what's up dude i love that shirt Hell yeah. and then he's come over here his band when volleyball was on tour they stayed here that's it uh well for a day i couldn't handle those guys <laughs> for more than like a night of my life all in all in my two-bedroom apartment yeah holy crap as nice as they are it's just like it's crammed you know and you have a band in your house sure. it's like well it's not even a house it's an apartment yeah but uh and then how was it touring with sea home you guys have you known those guys a while yeah i freaking love pat we're really really tight uh we got a lot closer on that tour uh connor's really sweet it was a lot of fun uh we've known micah i think the longest um so it's definitely like, yeah, it's chill. Yeah, that's cool. Had a good time. I haven't talked to Pat much. Like I've ran into him at a couple shows and stuff. And like, I'm pretty sure I've tried to book. He's tried to book me before. I can't remember. He works for one of those like, well, quote unquote works for one of those like yeah. local booking people. But out of this, out of this world. world yeah. Is that Pat's? I, I, I it's him and then like Mike him. Higgins. But Mike Higgins is trying to book a show right now. Long story <laughs> short. But yeah, Pat uh, helped us out with a lot of stuff before we toured together. But that was really fun. I love Pat. Yeah, this is his the swordfish shirt that I'm wearing right now. This is Pat Ray's property. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he's one of the most heavily memed individuals Big I've time. ever. Which yeah. is why I'm wearing his swordfish shirt. It's like a meta meme because wearing this to Bloodfest is already a meme, and it belongs to Pat Ray. So there's a double meme. Well, holy shit, dude! Yeah, you're blowing my mind. Well, before we get you guys ready to perform everything, are there anything that you want to plug? You want to like put your, uh, for the two people who listen to this who don't know who you are, uh, maybe plug your social media yeah. or like your albums and things like that? Hi, thank you so much for listening to this. <laughs> uh, and I'm so sorry that <laughs> thank you, you just too. listened to this. Uh, we are putting out an EP this summer called Always Something, and it'll be six new-ish songs. Uh and I hope you like it. Uh, all of our social media is at summerbrew69, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're on Spotify and all the streaming crap. Napster. Just yeah, got Napster? an email for that one yeah, recently. LimeWire? Lime uh, I hope so. <laughs> Frostwire. I haven't checked. And I think that's all the, the plug-in. Uh, oh, uh, any given configuration of Summer Brews is usually in a band called Plans, who's also putting out an album this year. That'll probably be announced by the time this podcast is out. But uh, this is coming out um, the Monday after this coming Monday. So right before the announcement. All right. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> they're, uh, they're my best friends in the world. Uh, and they are the backbone of Summer Brews, too. So uh, we are plans. I N dot bandcamp dot com. We are plans. I N is the Twitter and shit, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Just plans. Not too hard to find. It's us. If cool. it looks like summer brews, but more of them, it's plans. Cool. And then, um, so what's the song? Since people can't see you, like, if you want to explain what the song is and like who's playing what and all. Oh that yeah, stuff. Uh, we're gonna play Fricked. Uh, when I first wrote the the song, uh, I sent uh, the like first draft of it to the, my friend that I was bouncing all of my shit off at the time, and she was like, she didn't make any comment about it. Was like, just asked if I she was like, dude, are you okay? Uh, and so I retooled it a little bit because I, I thought it was kind of a bummer. But uh, so we're going to play the slightly altered original deep cut B-side version of uh, a song called Fricked. Um, and Stan's going to play this acoustic guitar and I'm going to play the Dale Master. All right. Uh, I'll trust the electric. I'll pause axe. it up real quick so that we can make sure your eyes are tuned or whatever. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I know. I'm never gonna die, it's way too selfish 
What if I could give up my life in exchange for someone else's? Because I'm sure that little girl in the commercial on TV with sorry eyes and sunken yellow teeth could probably make so much more of the air inside my lungs would probably waste so much less than me if it were up to me I wouldn't take this gift for granted I'd recognize the lot I have in life if it were up to me you'd see a beam of light behind my eyes but it isn't up to me Depends on me for structure and consistency But she's the one reminding me to eat and sleep If I can't even take care of myself Then I'm not sure what the hell I ever thought that I could teach So that leaves me caught between reluctantly trying to be while praying she grows up to be anyone but me It's not too late for her But it's too late for me To be anyone but me By far Hands down, last Halloween was the worst. And I only get this way after a rough day or if I'm drunk. Well, all my days are rough and I'm always drunk! When every last distraction or medicated black thereof could only come up short and won't be enough to clear up all the traffic Stops obsessing over Janie from that sharpless show. I think I put my name wrong in her phone. Spend the ride back to Crown Heights thinking of what it would be like if everybody had a head like mine. What a fucking joke. Thanks. <laughs> that was awesome. Should have done the last part, the Janie part.